This is Real Ghost Stories Online. I am your host, Tony Bruschi. Hello, and welcome to another episode. Thank you so much for joining us, no matter where it may be. iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Thanks for pressing that subscribe button and returning to the show, if that's the case. If this is your first time finding us, then uh, get on that. Press that subscribe button, and you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. We greatly appreciate you sharing the word with a friend about the show, uh, post on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, letting some folks know that we exist. That's what helps grow the show. We thank you so much for doing that. We're going to have a little incentive for you here very soon uh, for uh, doing just that. I'll have more on that on a, uh, a future episode. Very excited about some ideas. We're talking like bonus episodes for some of our very loyal fans and the folks out there who decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell more people about it. So uh, stay tuned for, uh, for info on that. Uh, on today's show, uh, we are going to be talking with a man named Jane Nathan Couch. He is the author of the upcoming book, Goatman. Now, before you go, Goatman, what? Uh, that sounds a little out there. You're right. You're right. It does. Um, and on the show, we, we tend to tackle a lot of real ghost stories because it is Real Ghost Stories Online, the title of our show. And uh, I, when I first heard about this this Goatman thing, uh, I thought, uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's an urban legend, it's uh, folklore, it's like along the lines of Bigfoot, which we really don't get into very much on this show. I like to hear more so stories of, of actual paranormal activity. What struck me about this as being different from a Bigfoot-type creature is that the way that this thing has appeared to people almost seems rather demonic. It, it doesn't seem like some creature out in the woods. It seems to have a very negative intent, not just, oh, there's a Yeti out there uh, eating a cat. Uh, this thing, it's got like a murderous side to it. Not that it's murdered anyone, but it, it has a very negative side to it. It's appearing. It's it's disappearing. There's a, a lot of paranormal darkness to uh, to the story of, of Goatman. And there's various incarnations of it all across the country and a lot of stories surrounding what this Goatman-type character is. And when you think of, like, a, a dark force or a demonic force, you hear about that, a lot of times you think of a you know, goat-like-type head, if you will. It's got horns, it's kind of weirdly shaped. That's essentially a Goatman. And, and we've heard stories on this show in the past from people who've seen a dark entity or just a very darker-than-dark figure that you really, you know, blacker than the night sky uh, with no features. It's this outlined, shadowish figure um, having those sort of uh, dimensions to it, if you will. So, uh, Jane Nathan Couch is working on the book about Goatman. And he is joining us today to talk about uh, where he is on the book, what Goatman is all about. You may have one in your own area or a legend about it. And you may have people who have even seen or, or have stories about this, this mysterious character called Goatman. So joining us right now. Uh, on the phone is Jay Nathan Couch to talk to us about uh, Goatman. Let's start at the beginning uh, with Goatman as being, uh, you know, uh, the mythological type character and creature before we get into the stories present day of people seeing. Nathan, what what are, are what's some of the background on, on Goatman? Basically, uh, it, it's sort of like Bigfoot in that uh, there's all these little regional um, names for, the, for what essentially sounds like the same creature. Um, some descriptions vary. Uh, some descriptions will say 
that it's uh, more like a mythological satyr where it has a human uh, upper half with a goat lower half. Mm -hmm. Um, Others uh, say it's furry all over uh, with, you know, a humanoid form with a goat lower half and a goat's head. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, uh, this... Any site that has one description will generally have the other. Um, they have all these little regional names. Um, some of the more famous, the most famous version of Goatman uh, is, interestingly enough, just called Goatman out in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is uh, probably the second most uh, well-known Goatman, uh, the Lake Worth Monster in uh, Lake Worth, Texas, and then rounding out the big three, as I like to refer to it, uh, the big three incarnations of the animal or spirit or whatever this thing might be if it exists, is um, the Pope Lick Monster, which is named after uh, Pope Lick Creek, and that's uh, in the countryside outside of Louisville, Kentucky. What ties all these together, I'm assuming, is is the head. Is it looking like a goat head? Is that accurate? Um yeah, again, it varies depending on the storyteller or the witness, uh, mm-hmm. depending on whether or not we're talking about alleged or an actual witness sighting. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, um, sometimes the animal is just, uh, sometimes it's just a man with like a, a long beard and horns, sort of like a mythological satyr. Uh, but more often than not, it does have uh, more of like a, a weird hybrid combination of human and goat's face. Now, when, when, when I hear that, what, what comes to my mind and what makes it seem different than a Bigfoot or something like that is, is when you hear of, of figures or, or entities that people see that have a figure like that, more often than not, if they're not thinking goat man or Bigfoot, they're thinking demonic type entity or force. And that's that's almost what I'm wondering here about about Goatman is if it's falling into the realm of that uh, more than anything else. Before we get into some of the, uh, the 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 more present day people saying that they've seen this and, and eyewitness accounts, can you take us back a little bit further? Do you have any idea where or when the the idea of the Goatman started? Uh, that that is a, that's a very tough question. It's one that I'm really trying to get to the bottom. Of as I research uh, the book, a lot of armchair urban legend enthusiasts uh, claim that the Goat Man began uh, in Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Prince George's County, which is where the more famous incarnation of the uh, monster or the spirit or whatever this is uh, resides. And um, a lot of them think that, well, as the internet came along or as people moved from this place to that place, uh, the story kind of traveled with them uh, and it spread to all over the country. And the goat man uh, wouldn't be surprised if every town mm-hmm. ended up having some type of goat man. It's like, hey, you got a but goat man? We got a goat man. Everybody's got a goat man. He'll be like walking down the road in the Christmas parade. I, and, and, you know, exactly. What goat man makes me think of, too, when I hear goat man and, and that image that's on your website at WashingtonCountyParanormal.com, I'm thinking of Krampus. Because uh, he kind of has that uh, that creepy look to him, like the, the Krampus character does. Oh, yes. And uh, just a quick plug, that image was created by Mental Shed Studios, uh, who designed my website. Okay. Just so credit is given more credit is due for that. Sure. That is an amazing uh, graphic, and uh, they whipped that up in seconds. They're really amazing over wow. at Mental Shed. But um, as I'm, I'm going back uh, in further into my research, uh, or rather getting more into my research, I'm starting to learn that it 
seems like all of these these Goldman legends seem to have started circulating at around the same time. Uh, because, for instance, the Lake Worth monster out in uh, Lake Worth, Texas, uh, <clears throat> that creature uh, made his big debut in the summer of 1969, whereas the first known um, mention of the goat man by name in a Maryland newspaper was in the Prince George's County News in, I believe it was 1971. So it seems as if the idea... Uh, it already existed here prior to Maryland. And then there's a lesser-known goat man uh, who is uh, known as the Beast of Billywhack, who uh, is in a small town out in Southern California, uh, out in the middle of the desert. And um, I believe in as early as 1964, the Los Angeles Times featured a story about uh, a, a renter having to hold off uh, a posse of kids with a shotgun because they were coming onto her property uh, hunting this monster. So it seems like most of these stories all seem to take, you know, the monster seemed to appear around the same time Mm -hmm. in the 1960s into the early 1970s. And so far they seem to have developed at least superficially independently of one another. Okay, very interesting. Now, present day, people have, uh, I, I guess, I, I want to say legitimate accounts, or as, as legitimate as an account you can get for seeing such a uh, an entity. We, we don't really want to, like, judge anyone on this show. It's just um, with with something like this where it almost falls into that, that Bigfoot area, y- you almost wonder, okay, what what's, what exactly is going on here um, what are some of those accounts from across the country? What what have people seen? What sort of situations were they were in? Can you speak to any of that? Uh, well, the vast majority of sightings that I have found so far uh, seem to resemble um, a Sasquatch-type animal or mm-hmm. Bigfoot-like animal, some type of human-ape hybrid type thing. Um, a lot of Bigfoot researchers tend to think that uh, it's an instance where if Bigfoot really do exist, of course, for this to work, you have to be a believer in Bigfoot. Um, you know, that these animals, these big Bigfoots, are coming into areas with a pre-existing legend where people already say, well, the goat man works here. Mm-hmm. My high school friend told me that night we were drinking that this is where the goat man's at. And then all of a sudden, a Sasquatch stumbles out of the woods, uh, and they see it, they say it's the goat man, and it takes off, for okay. instance, um, out the Lake Worth Monster. Uh, it was described as being a uh, goat man with scales, but uh, it, it it didn't really wasn't really described as having hooves so much. Um, just it, it, was a, it was a very vague description of it initially. And then a man named Alan Plaster uh, took a photograph of this thing, uh, and it looked like a giant, uh, pale-haired ape man. And um, a lot of people who saw it later just described as it being a large, hairy animal, which is the way most Bigfoot descriptions come from, um, or, or rather how most Bigfoot descriptions come across, as it should say. But um, So there is that, but in almost every location where there is a, a lot of, like a, a real belief in Goatman, I am, I am finding one or two instances in each state where someone are uh, someone is reporting an actual satyr-like animal. For instance, um, there's a goat man 
uh, well, Texas, I wouldn't be surprised if every county in Texas had a Goatman legend. Um, there's the Lake Worth monster in Lake Worth, and then in neighboring Dallas, there's the Goatman of uh, White Rock Lake. Um, now, uh, Nick Redfern, uh, the author of Three Men Seeking Monsters and a ton of other amazing cryptozoology books, uh, has, an, has uh, had a report of a woman who was jogging around White Rock Lake in the uh, I think it was mid-afternoon, and all of a sudden she was overcame, uh, overcome with a sense of panic. Uh, she described it as being what she imagined a panic attack would look like, although she herself had never had one. Then she noticed uh, off to the side this goat man, horns, goat-like human face, uh, hairy, uh, and it, 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 it walked toward her out of the woods, uh, smiled, and then vanished in a flash of light. Definitely supernatural type experience. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Nick Redfern pointed out that uh, these uh, this panic attack she described is very interesting because um, you know the, the Greek god of the wild Pan, who was essentially part part humanoid, part goat. Um, if you woke him up from his from his nap out in the wild, uh, you would be overcome with a in, like an insane terror. Uh, you'd just be panic-stricken. That word panic actually is derived from pain. Mm -hmm. that, that's an interesting, an interesting thing. It almost makes you wonder if it is more paranormal than an actual uh, physical entity yeah. with, with stories like that where you have like someone physically being affected or, or emotionally being affected um, with before even seeing anything or hearing anything, but, but actually having something come over them. That's almost, you know, what would you see more so in, in haunting type situations, not so much uh, a, a Bigfoot type situation where, oh, well, my God, they're out in the woods, there's a Bigfoot. You don't usually have that rush of anything until you actually see the entity itself. Exactly. And, um, if, if, if the goat man really is, um, you know, part man, part goat in in its appearance, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, just like a hairy ape-type animal that's being misidentified, mm -hmm. um, then you're really, you really have to think that it does have to be otherworldly in some respect, because there's nothing to my knowledge uh, zoologically that would resemble a, a hybrid of a man and a goat. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think anything like that has been discovered yet. Uh, so I think if, if we really are seeing a part man, part goat, it's, it, while it may not necessarily be demonic, mm -hmm. uh, I think you're going to have to start thinking perhaps this is some type of nature spirit. Perhaps this is some type of you know, if you want to get really, really out there and you're thinking something from a pocket dimension, something from another reality, I mean, uh, that's hard to swallow, yeah. granted. But if, if these are genuine experiences, and before I would start thinking there really is half man, half goat coming from a pocket dimension, I would have to see one myself. What but, about what uh, if people really are seeing it, I think definitely. Uh, you're going to have to go the supernatural route. What about, uh, have we looked around at how close uh, maybe some nuclear power facilities are to where these sightings have been? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> um, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to just think of all the weird, bizarre possibilities where there could be some sort of weird mutation. And I'm not, not insinuating a human slash goat 
uh, mutation because of uh, some sort of leak at some power plant. But uh, there's a lot of documentation that's coming out now and, and testing of, of showing just how much leakage a lot of our nuclear power plants have going on and have had for quite some time, especially as they age. Now, there's, I don't think there's a lot of data out there as far as how many mutated animals are existing near these facilities, but there, there's more than, than what... Uh, uh, there's more energy out there that has escaped that I think a lot of people have been aware of over the years. So I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, any, any thoughts on that? Uh just about any any theory you can think of from the most uh, as logical as you can get when you're thinking about something like Goat Man <laughs> sure. to as far-fetched as you can get, yeah. that exists. There's so many, even in an area, for instance, uh, just in Prince George's County, Maryland, there are probably eight, nine, I would, I would say maybe even a dozen variations, and those are just the ones I've found. Uh, a, a lot of I mean, there's there's everything ranging from an escaped military experiment to a failed genetic experiment to, um, I believe, well, unfortunately, because you're doing a half man, half goat, you get to the old uh, punch in the rib kind of bestiality type, yeah, yeah. Uh, blue humor type explanations for where these things come from, and then, um, but there is there is one story, um, one theory about uh, one possible goat man type creature that uh, kind of goes along with uh, pollution, sort of like what you're talking about. Um, for instance, um, <clears throat> the TNT out in uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, is, you know, that's very famous for being where the Mothman outbreak occurred. Sure. Uh, Mothman, very famous. Um, but there's also another monster that has been seen in the TNT a couple of times, uh, starting somewhere around... Uh, the 1990s, possibly the t- early 2000s. Uh, it's called Sheep Squatch. It has a very laughable name. Uh, it's kind of became uh, the favorite dirty joke of the cryptozoology community because of its name. But um, it was recently featured on, I believe, Monsters and Mysteries in America on Destination America. Um, this thing is seen around Kentucky in West Virginia, and it was initially sighted uh, right near the TNT, and it essentially matches... Uh, a Sasquatch, with, but with ram horns, uh, all white. And um, this thing has been seen out in the TNT, and one of the witnesses actually said that it smelled of sulfur. But instead of thinking that was you know, something demonic, because uh, you know a lot of people say when there's an evil entity around, you can smell sulfur, yeah, for maybe. instance, um, <laughs> this uh, creature was actually... Uh, could have smelled that way because the TNT, you know, they used to make gunpowder. Sure. And uh, even even today, the ponds and the waters in the TNT area have a sulfuric smell because of the pollution that's still there. Sure. So, uh, so while the living TNT in it. may not have... Exactly. Yeah. If, if something's living in the TNT, it's drinking this polluted water, bathing in this polluted water. While the water may not necessarily be what created it, there is a link there between pollution and uh, a sort of a goat man. This has to be leading you down so many different paths. It's got to be difficult because you're, you're working on a book about the goat man right now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the book is called uh, Goat Man, uh, Flesh or Folklore. Mm-hmm. And um, the Hopefully the book will be done uh, by autumn of this year. I am 
uh, it's one of those things where I can't tell you what percentage complete I am. Because <laughs> sure. Right when I think, right when I think that okay, I've got four goat men left. Yeah. That I'm going to talk about. Like last night, I found three new goat men in Texas. <laughs> Uh, so it's constantly, I'm constantly like, well, I need, I definitely need to talk about this because this is interesting. Uh, there's this path I need to explore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say I'm up around 25,000 words right now in the manuscript. Wow. And so it's, um, I don't, I don't think it's going to be twice that big. So I'd say I'm over, I'm more than halfway finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, it seems like every chapter there's a new avenue to explore. For instance, uh, some people, the people who believe that the goat man is just an urban legend, uh, they believe that it's a lover's lane legend, and it's actually an offshoot of the Hookman legend. Okay. Uh, most people are familiar with that one. The couple's making out. Uh, they still hear a scratching. Either they, they, they drive away and they find a hook stuck to the door from the escaped mental patient, or uh, they go out. One of, well, usually the male would go out to investigate, and then he would end up being murdered. Uh, now, um, some people believe that Goatman is an offshoot of this legend. There's a lot of similarities between a lot of the stories about Goatman. Uh, some of, like for instance, here in my uh, hometown, or my current town, I should say, of uh, Washington County, Wisconsin, just outside of West Bend, where I'm living, mm-hmm. there's a Goatman. And uh, his legend is very similar to the Hookman legend, and it even turns out that there was a Hookman legend in the exact same area uh, in the 1970s uh, when the Goatman legend was going on. Really? And uh, Yeah, and a lot of people theorize that all of these Lover's Lane legends uh, came about because of a series of murders in Texas. Once again, we're brought back to Texas. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> it seems like all things Goatman yeah. uh, kind of kind of gravitate toward Texas. But uh, a series of murders in the 1940s, I want to say it was 1946, mm-hmm. but sometime in that time frame, uh, called the Moonlight Murders. There was a, a movie made by Charles B. Pierce about it called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, this man known as the Phantom, which is what the press dubbed him, would uh, go to Lover's Lanes and uh, murder and... Uh, these couples and molest the women. And um, he was actually never caught. And he was the first really, <clears throat> he was the first serial killer in America that's known who would prey on couples who were, you know, being intimate, sure. uh, you know, and in some outdoor place. And um, a lot of people think that he inspired stories like the hook man which seemed to have originated in the 1950s mm-hmm. and the goat man started some say the story started in the 50s the earliest i can find is the early 50s so some think the goat man kind of grew out of all that interesting i was unaware of the, uh, the wisconsin goat man i grew up in fond du lac actually so for those of uh, the folks listening out there about 20 miles north of west bend um and i heard all different bizarre stories of things uh, around the state but never heard of the goat man that's 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 very interesting yeah the wisconsin goat man is definitely one of the lesser known goat men mm-hmm. when i first uh, found out about it even though i was i've always had a real passion for strange things, urban legends, the unexplained, all things Fortean, um, you know, all that sort of thing. When I, I, I moved to Wisconsin, I first heard about the Gold Man. I was convinced that he was unique to this area. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, uh, 
24 hours later when I typed it into Google, all of a sudden, here's all these goat men all over the place. When you uh, first, some of them have even been featured on television shows. When, when, so, uh, when you first heard about Goatman, when you were doing that, I mean, what was your initial reaction to it? And I want, cause I want to ask you what your reaction is to it now that you've done the research. But first off, what was your first thoughts on Goatman when you first heard the stories? Well, I was extremely excited because um, I grew up originally, I was born in Georgia, in a very small town, uh, out out in the mountains, uh, very creepy at night, uh, all sorts of stuff was haunted there. Uh, there was Bigfoot sightings, all that sort of stuff, and I, I, I collected it for my own enjoyment. I was fascinated with it all. I knew where most of the stuff was, and when I moved to Wisconsin, um, I didn't know hardly any of that stuff, at least not in the area where I was living. Mm-hmm. So when I found out something as wild as Goatman existed, I went out that night looking for it. I was so unfamiliar with the area, and the the road is not marked very well. Um, it's actually called Hogback Road in Hubertus, which is mm-hmm. uh, over by Holy Hill in Washington County. Sure. Um, <clears throat> that I, I, I was I didn't even find the road, but I was still so excited to know that one day I would find it. And a couple weeks later. I, I got a map, and I did find uh, the location. And, um, you know, the story, Goatman is something that, you know, is so terrifying because the Goatman is almost always murderous. There's only a couple of stories where he isn't at least extremely violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's such an absurd character. Uh, not to say that he's not real, but he, it's such an absurd thing that it's so outlandish but you don't think it can actually harm you until you actually encountered it, if you ever do. Most people never see the thing when they go looking for it. But um, so I, I was, it was that fun kind of thrill where you're like, okay, this is, you know, too insane to be real. Let's go look for it. Mm-hmm. With, with real, just kind of a, enough, almost like you're living in a horror movie and you know eventually it's going to end and you can turn the lights on and eat the rest of your popcorn and, and watch The Daily Show or something afterwards. Exactly. You, don't, you don't actually feel like you're really going to encounter the goat man. Now that you've done all the research and now that you, you've, you've heard so many stories, all these different encounters of it, how do you feel about the goat man now? Um, it's still one of those things where... I'm not going to discount anyone. If somebody emails me, calls me up, you know, sends me a telegram, I'm not going to think, oh, well, this person's on drugs, they're they're crazy, they have emotional problems. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be able to actually believe that the goat man is a real phenomenon because it's so outrageous. I have to experience it for myself. I actually don't ever want to experience it for myself because I, I believe sure. that if I did see something like the goat man, it would be such such a, a startle, so, so jarring that it would kind of, it could possibly unhinge your grip on reality. Sure. It's not something that should exist, but um, that's why it is so hard to believe. But um, so I, I take it, I take all these things seriously as I find them. Uh, because a lot of there's a m- billion stories out there by small town, uh, small time, not small time, excuse me, small town newspaper journalists who who guffaw through the whole thing and make the same bad jokes um, that I, I want to take it seriously because no one really ever has. But uh, at the same time, I can't take it so seriously that 
I can go out there and, you know, go to war for the goat man's existence. Going to war for the goat man. There you go. Jay Nathan Couch, thank you so much for joining us on Real Ghost Stories Online today. We really do appreciate it. We'll have you back on a uh, future episode to talk about uh, Washington County Paranormal and that book and some of the hauntings you've investigated throughout the state of Wisconsin. All right. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe to our show, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you may be listening. You press the subscribe button. You don't miss any future episodes. And, of course, we want to hear your ghost stories. If you have a real ghost story, share it with us. Let's go to our website, Real Ghost Stories Online, and you uh, click that Tell Us Your Ghost Story button, and we may use it on a future episode. You can also call in your ghost story to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, toll free. Phone number to do that, 855-853-4802, Share that ghost story with us, and of course, we may use it on a future episode, may even call you back, and uh, dig into that story a little bit deeper. You can, of course, choose to remain anonymous. It's not a problem at all. Remember, share the word. Let everybody know. Let your friends know. Hey, I love this creepy show. Uh, That's what helps us grow. That's what uh, fuels our show and makes it get bigger and better every single week. So until next time, from Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm.